0: I'd like to welcome to American Road Trip Talk, Muriel Eason, who is one of the commissioners for the Tracks Across Borders Byway that stretches between Colorado and the neighboring state of New Mexico. Thank you very much for joining us, Muriel.
1: Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be
0: here. Thank you for taking the time out to share with us about this exciting new byway that is in the state of Colorado and actually stretches across two state lines. It's uh, following, it looks like, a number of the train lines that were used in the early part of last century to carry goods, and I imagine were involved in mining as well.
1: Yes, that's absolutely correct. It follows the route of the old Denver and the Grande Railroad that operated in the region back in the 1880s until the late 1960s. That stretched all the way from Denver as a standard gauge to Antonito, and then it becomes a narrow gauge through the mountains, uh, over to Chalma, New Mexico, and then it went from Chama to the west toward uh, the state line, but also through Delphi, Lumberton, and some other old towns, and then goes by Navajo Reservoir and um, over to Ignacio, where the Southern Youths have their headquarters and it's through their tribal lands. Ah. And then on to the rainbow. It sounds like yes. an
0: absolutely fascinating route to follow. How did it get designated?
1: The Hickory Apache, which is, um, they have a tribal land in northern New Mexico that the byway passes through. Mm-hmm. and the Southern Ute Indian tribe, which also has an adjacent reservation right across the border in Colorado. They began to discuss creating a scenic byway back in the 70s, and that was not long after the railroad ceased operation. And there were, the idea was discussed and, and kicked around for quite a long time. But then about four years ago, Dan Love, who was the commissioner on the Cumber and Toltec Scenic Railroad, which is owned by both the state of New Mexico and Colorado and is the longest, highest, narrow-gauge operating in the U.S. today and is one of the last working remnants of this former railroad. Dan Love became a champion for the the, um, byway and really um, put together a collection of people who um, represented interests along the way, Mm-hmm. people who had historical expertise and so forth. And so he was really the driver behind it, but it would never have happened without the support of the Hickory Apache and the Southern Indian.
0: That's well, it's fascinating. So for, for them, it sounds like a, a way of... Uh, giving people a window into their culture as well as into the history of this particular railroad.
1: Yes, absolutely. The um, the area through which the byway passes actually has a very extensive history dating back from the early Spanish explorations of mm-hmm. the past and um, through the, the Native American cultures that definitely exist in that area. And then the settlers that came in, um, they settled the Old West and began to do mining and agriculture and all of the things that they did And um, along the route. And the railroads actually enabled a lot of their activities in terms of getting cattle to market. Lumbering uh-huh. was a huge thing. And it was really the you know the county, one of the counties in southern Colorado through which it passed. This is Archuleta County. Archuleta wasn't even formed as a county at the time that the railroad actually came through there. Mm. And so that was really the only way to do commerce and it was a good portion of the way to get goods and services here and there. The railroad actually continued um, over towards Durango, went through Durango and then we made its way up to Silverton, and the goal there was the uh, silver mining that was
0: happening in Silverton. Uh, we're talking, by the way, with uh, Muriel Eason, who is one of the commissioners for the tracks across the borders byway in Colorado that stretches actually over two states into New Mexico as well. And uh, an article about it appeared in Tunnel Vision in one of our recent issues. You mentioned that this is the longest and highest uh, section of railroad.
1: Yes, the byway um, on either end is kind of anchored, if you will, by two sections of the old railroad that are still operating today. Uh, one oh. is the Coombers and Toltec, which is goes from Antonito, Colorado, to um, Chama, New Mexico. When the line was. Set down by the uh, Denver Rio Grande. It was purchased by the states of Colorado and New Mexico, and so they share uh-huh. ownership of that land. It's a wonderful railroad, but it is um, it goes up to ten thousand fifteen feet, I believe, over this Pass wow. um, into the high high desert by Antonito, and it goes through a huge gorge that's just absolutely gorgeous. Big expanses of aspen, which are you know turn golden yeah. in the fall. It's really quite, and there's a lot of geology and other things, but that railroad is 64 miles long, I believe. So that one is still working, and and people can ride that uh, train and then proceed along the byway. And end up in Durango, which also has a section of the old train that's still operating, which is privately owned in this case, called the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad. And it goes from Durango to Silverton and back. You know,
0: for those who may not be aware of what narrow gauge means, could you explain that to our listeners, What the difference between a narrow gauge and regular gauge railroad?
1: Well, a regular gauge railroad, or a standard gauge as they call it, is the typical railroad that you would see anywhere in the U.S. Um, particularly in flat areas, but when these railroads started to go through mountains, um, mm-hmm. literally some of these railroads are perched and they're perched on the side of hills, which it was so much easier to put in something that was a lot narrower, so that uh-huh. it would fit between the big rocks on the cliffs, and it would also. Fit on smaller ledges so they didn't have to create a huge ledge um, in order to get the train by. And there's some extremely seen exceptions
0: of the railroad. I bet. Um, I, bet and yeah, Harrison, I bet. Yeah, are. Do the highways run alongside the railroad track? Well, unfortunately, when the Denver Railway
1: Grand shut down the line between Chama and Durango, they went through and picked up all of the rails. And so you can see a lot of the old grade. There are some old old bridges and so forth that are there. But the byway itself is more about the imagination and kind of putting yourself back in time. Oh, yeah. And tracing retracing the pathways of the past and the settlements that happened there, the Hispanic culture that, that um, uh-huh. you know, is still there and the ranching and the farming and um, so it's it's more about stepping back in history and retracing some of the pathways of the right. past right. and understanding what the history of that area was which is um, tremendously deep. And we feel like that a lot of People who are fascinated with the history of the Old West or the history of the railroad or interested in the culture of Of the Native Americans that live Mm -hmm. there or people even that just want to enjoy some recreation, some wildlife viewing and just travel to a part of the country that's um, seldom traveled. I think, would be interested in in the byway.
0: How long has the byway existed?
1: So the roads have existed for many years, I'm sure. The route that they put together was um, just using existing roadways, some of which are closer at some points to the old railroad grade and some of which are further away, but uh, most of them are fairly close and you can get some glimpses if mm-hmm. you know where to look. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few railroad implements that are left. There are several ghost towns along the way.
0: Oh, it sounds fascinating. That,
1: yeah, so it's just a fascinating uh, area of history. And then um, Navajo Reservoir is a wonderful place with camping and boating and fishing and Um, A lot of hiking and it also, the lake was actually created over the top of a lot of the railroad track, and they Uh had to rebuild the track around the lake. And so there's a lot of uh, railroad related memorabilia or little landmarks that still exist there as well.
0: Well, it sounds fascinating. We've been talking with Muriel Eason, who is one of the commissioners for the Tracks Across Borders Byway, which appeared in our American Road magazine in 2015 in the summer issue. And I want to thank you very much for being with us. It sounds like a fascinating glimpse into the rich history of that part of the United States, which stretches back to the native cultures that were there and to the Hispanic arrival, you know, some 500 years ago, a really rich culture that stretches between Colorado and New Mexico. And I'm going to suggest that people make some time to take a look online to become familiar with some of that route as well through your Facebook page, I understand.
1: If you search for Tracks Across Borders Byway on Facebook, um, we have started to put together some photos and some information. I believe there's some maps that if they're not already there, we'll be there shortly. And we have signage uh, going up in Colorado at least later this year. Oh, good! Marking the route of the byway, and so we'll be creating some more information for people to absorb to be, to um, hopefully pique interest in traveling it.
0: Now, can they get more information uh, about the route, et cetera, through uh, the uh, Colorado Department of Transportation? Yes,
1: they certainly can. We're uh, closely in touch with with uh, the Colorado Department of Transportation, their scenic byways, program manager. Um, There's also a similar program in New Mexico, um, Mm. and we keep them in the loop on everything that's going on with it. And they're giving us some guidance and coaching here and there, um, connecting us with resources and so forth. So it's been very helpful.
0: One of the other things, I guess, to mention, too, is that um, besides the the byway being, you know, a a route you can follow from one end to the other. There's some neat side trips, and one of them in particular we talked about before briefly, and I'll mention it again, is the Chimney Rock National Monument. There's a spur of the byway that takes off to see that as well, and that people should take some time to visit. Absolutely.
1: That um, monument was designated uh, a National Historic Monument back in, I think, 2012, And it is really a a gem. They have wonderful programs that explore the ancient Muslim culture Mm. and so forth. And that actually is on the byway, but it's sort of an out-and-back excursion. Um, I would say also nearby, um, because there's a section of the byway between Navajo Reservoir and Dulce over the border in New Mexico, there's a stretch in there where the roadways are very rustic, I would say, to put it right <laughs> They're pretty rough, four wheel drive, yeah, there's yeah. no phone service or anything like that, no amenities, no gas stations, nothing. Exactly it's an interesting thing, but um if you need a break from all the rusticness, um you can travel quite easily to Pagosa Springs, uh, where we have some lovely hot springs, beautiful mountains, restaurants, lodging, um um, and other things, and you can continue your journey on to uh, Dulce and then Chama Most via so. another route. So we'll right. be mapping those things out for people that may not, um, at certain times of year, you probably wouldn't want to go on portions of it. And, <laughs> I would imagine. And uh, if you don't have a high clearance four drive, you know, that might be another yeah, thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't have to but have... Really ha- See, you, you don't have to have a mule to make the trip, but it's
1: going to be rough and You have to have have a spirit of adventure and hopefully a vehicle that matches it.
0: (laughs) The whole byway sounds like a wonderful adventure. And once again, thank you very much, Muriel, for being with us. Muriel Eason, one of the commissioners for the Tracks Across Borders byways from Colorado through New Mexico. Thank you very much for joining us here on American Road Trip Talk. Well, thank you for having me.